Warning! 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 Movie Podcast Weekly would like to inform the listeners that this podcast will contain spoilers and mild language. And Andy's mom would like to inform the listeners that he is really a sweet, special boy who cares deeply about others, even though he pretends not to. <laughs> Man, I love being the editor of this show now. Light it up. Let's kick this pig. Bring it. Hi, this is Movie Podcast Weekly, where it's no longer weekly. But it is still about movies. My name is William Rowan Jr. I will be your facilitating host this episode. I have been for quite a few of them, but I'm assuming at some point Andy's going to be okay. I'm kind of sick of his of his tone and his approach. I'm going to take over at least once or twice soon. Right, Andy? No, I mostly just like to complain about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm happy uh, to step in whenever. Yeah. Well, you're stuck with me again, and uh, today, though, uh, we are with an actor named... Carl. It's you, Carl. Damn it. <laughs> what? It's okay. And... Gosh. Hey, Carl, how are you, man? I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Me too. And we're with... Watch Ryan do this. Go ahead, Ryan. We're with a geek... Go ahead, William. <laughs> <laughs> Trying! And we're with a geek named... Ryan! Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. And a guy how named... Are, how are you? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, Andy. Ichabod. Do you, do you see how terrible that is, Carl? Why, are you saying that mine was paused? Yes. Well, a... it wasn't me. I said it right away. Oh. Uh. That's weird. It's not a big deal. Hi, Andy. Blame it on the interwebs. Hi, everybody. All right. So, if this is your first time listening, which I also might stop saying this, but at the first time I said it, you guys said there's probably somebody, one or two people listening for the first time. And I thought, if it's not true, well then, okay, we should at least just do a very quick, this is what you can expect. What's exciting is I've been asleep for the last five hours up to this point, and I basically have no idea what to expect. For myself, which should be real fun. But I know that we talk about movies. We often talk about what we've been watching, any new releases, and we ramble and have tangents along the way. So I find that fun. We hope you do too. So that being said, I like to do just a little quick segment, something about like uh, about us, but usually on theme with a movie we're talking about. Since I don't even know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what theme it would be, and so the segment, you know, basically, I have nothing in my mind. So, this would be a chance for Andy, Carl, Ryan, or I to just talk about something that we are dealing with, and I like to have the illusion, of course, that it's on some sort of theme of a movie. But, just real quick, while Ryan's looking that up, Carl, Andy, is there something on your mind that you have been dying for a platform to share on a soapbox Something that's going on, whether it's on theme or not, to this podcast in your life? Yes. Uh, the local Megaplex has a new subscription plan, and it blows. It <laughs> saves you nothing. Okay, so what is this again? So Megaplex, you know how there's uh, MoviePass, uh, and you can do, like Cinemark has their own subscription thing, where if you pay, I think it's $10 a month, you get two movies. Yeah, you get discounts on concessions. So, 
uh, Megaplex came up with one. It's 15 bucks a month. You get two tickets, and it says, to most movies. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get discounts on concessions, and you can get discount on concessions for friends and all this stuff. But it's like, two movies is 15 bucks anyway. It's In fact, it's more. I mean, well, no, it's about the same, actually. So I'm not, you know, other than concessions... I'm not seeing the big draw. Yeah. Did you sign up and try it out or you just saw that it no. was a thing? No. Right. <clears throat> I've never actually so that, understood. That... The only one that I heard that I thought sounded cool was that uh, movie pass, which uh, it was so good. I was just like totally skeptic about it. I was just like, that can't, that can't work. They're screwing you somewhere, but I missed it. I never even got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's now it's a ghost of what it used to be. Oh, is it still around? Even? Yeah, yeah, they've been going through some. They've had some rough times. <laughs> okay. Do tell. Is it just them trying to figure out what to do, or is there well, some? Well, no. Legal... The, I mean, originally it was too good to be true. It was nine dollars a month for unlimited movies, and they went broke. Um, <laughs> Turns out that's too good to be true. <laughs> they they got a they got a eleventh uh, hour influx of cash from uh, I don't know if it was investors or a bank, and it it allowed them to stay solvent, and then they drastically changed their plans to like now instead of nine ninety nine it was uh, fifteen ninety nine a month, or it was nine ninety nine a month but you could only see certain shows. Um. And I mean, it's just, it's completely, I don't even know what the current, current movie is three, three movies a month for nine bucks for 10 bucks. Yeah. Wow. See, even now, even that's not too awful, but, uh, are they still like, uh, throttling what movies it can be? Like, I, like you couldn't have gone seen Endgame on movie. Right. Pass. Right. You, and you, you had could... to see, uh, a dog's journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what sucked is you can't reserve your seat online. You've got to be within 100 yards of the theater for the app to work. And there's all of these restrictions. It's like, uh, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's done. I can't, I can't see that lasting. Yeah, it, it is, yeah it's, it's definitely done in its original form. I don't see it surviving personally. It's like Uber. They keep losing cash, and yet somehow they survive on investor money. Oh, I didn't know they were losing, too. I did see a report this morning. So I I watch. Uh, I don't watch the news very often um, for news, but I do love for just old habits, die hard because of an old job, and just in life, like I like to know what the weather's going to be. So I often, when I first thing that I do when I wake up is I turn on whatever local news station is going to hit the weather first. And then, of course, you know, if I just missed it, I have to like kind of like while I'm getting ready, listen to, I would say, a lot of uh, irrelevant, silly, weird, not factual kind of news. (laughs) For example, they'll often be like, they'll say, scientists say, (laughs) and then they just say whatever they want, or a new study has shown. And then when you look into it, it's just crazy. But anyway, so it was either a scientist say or new study show that in the back seat of an Uber uh, or Lyft, I'm not sure which one, but I think Uber, it's dirtier, it has more 
um, like bacteria, does like grossness than your bathroom, like than your toilet seat or your toothbrush or something. And they're like, ooh, gross. I don't want to think about that next time I get in. Hey, Ted, what's the weather like? And I was like, all right, fine. Let's get to the weather. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I don't know if you guys saw their IPO yeah, this gross. week. What's was a disaster. Yeah, their Lyft's IPO was a disaster, right? Yeah, well, both of them. But uh, Lyft's really? wasn't as bad as Uber's, actually. Really? I like Lyft better than Uber, so... I've never used Lyft, but I, I definitely would try it. it. It's the it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't know why I don't know why I made a stance or why I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's just what we do. That's just what it brings out of us, right? Like we. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Lyft guy. I'm the guy with the microphone, and you will listen to every damn word I have to say. <laughs> I don't do that Uber and stuff. <laughs> okay so ryan you seem to be back with us and have been did you yeah, happen to see anything yeah there's nothing new nothing new we're doing awesome there's guys. No, nothing new to report on from uh from the listeners i th- i say here's a trick let's do more trivia or let's be more offensive i think that'll get people going <laughs> yeah i mean whatever <laughs> all right well that being said let's go into what we've been watching how, how do you like this carl's is is this cooking cooking <laughs> Let's start with Ryan. Uh, Ryan, is there anything you've been watching you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about um, the the farce that is uh, Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> wow! So it's it's been a pretty rough ride. Oh man! Listen, yeah, I saw the news today, and it was like everyone's like, "What in the hell?" It's just bad, man. It's just it's horrible. It's just bad writing. It's really bad. Um, you know, when you read, when you find out that the last season is going to be only six episodes long and, um, you think that maybe what was, you know, maybe HBO has said, Hey, let's move on. It's been, you know, it's been a decade. Let's, let's, you know, get, let's, let's get out while we're ahead type thing. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that. HBO had told the two showrunners, Benioff and Weiss, that um, whatever they want for a budget and as long as they need to tell their story, they got it. Uh, and then they said, no, nah, you know, just six episodes is fine. And you could tell. I mean, the pacing is everywhere. The, you know, to rapidly end storylines the way they're rapidly ending them. Um you could tell you can tell that they just got the nod from Disney to take over the helm of a new Star Wars trilogy because they are they're wanting to get away from they're they're wanting to move on from this as fast as they can and you know as a fan of the books we always knew that there was going to be a time where the show eclipsed the books and that they were working on their own material at that point it was no longer an adaptation um but they are they are so bad with it's just it's so bad i can't i think the last time we talked i was telling you how there was an episode that was just very dark you couldn't see anything yeah yeah you kind of if i remember right you said episode one was like it was very low i don't remember the number but then the next one was very high like crazy high yes and then i i don't know if it was the next episode where you're like the lighting is the next episode was horribly dark 
yeah. then the 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 we just episode. Uh, it was this last Sunday, and um, so the penultimate episode, and it was just awful. I mean, just just it just simply awful. Characters are doing things that they would have no, they wouldn't do. Um, and even their own, like their own mythology, their own rules that they create, they're breaking. Um, you know, at one point you see, you see all these ships in the heart, like in the bay and then in the, and they're like, you know, they're right in the bay next to the castles. And then in the next shot, they're, they're like on the horizon, like they're seven miles away. <laughs> and then the next, and then the next shot, they're right back close again. Like, the hell is happening here? Yeah. Why, I wonder if their budget was cut. I I don't know. I don't know if their budget. I don't know if HBO offered to give them whatever budget they wanted, and when they said no, we'll just have, we just need six episodes. HBO said, oh well, then you don't get the big budget that you were asking for or that we were willing to give you. I don't know. It's just it's just not good. Yeah. So is it not taking its time? Is it moving kind of too fast? It's moving way too fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's moving way too fast. That's you know, this is a it's a it's a fictional landmass that's the size of the Americas. Okay. And they're moving from like Saskatchewan to Uruguay in the course of like what seems to be two days <laughs> on horseback. Yeah. And that's fine. I understand like I don't need to see them travel. It doesn't, but you have to at least. It's like a Black Beauty crossover. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just weird. This whole thing is weird. It's, it was. I can't. Uh, I can't defend it anymore. And I was one. Of, I was one of the people who, like, because it's the, the fandom is very divided. There's like, I I read the books. I don't watch the show. I've never read the books. I only watch the show. There's very little I've done both. And where there is that middle ground of the Venn diagram, people will are like, yes, I've seen the show, but I don't like it. I only watch it because it's on type thing or it's part of the zeitgeist. Um, and I used to be one of the defenders of the show saying, listen, it's an adaptation. Things are going to have to change. It is still well. I mean, it's beautiful scenery. It's beautiful. It's well acted. Um, the casting was great. Um, I can't even defend it anymore. It's just, it's just awful. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, that's, that's too bad. <laughs> it's the first three and a half seasons are. It's it, it's the best television that I think is that I've seen, and uh, that is the best television. And then, about hey, have you ever watched The three, Wire? Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes of The Wire. I've watched first <laughs> first two seasons actually. Season two was great. Is that is season two the one where they're at the docks? Yeah, with the stevedores. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? There's something you said really stood out to me that I find really fascinating. Like, as as humans, like in our life. With everything, it's not just movies, which is what we're doing. It could be politics or religion, which of course is the uh, would probably be a death kill to talk about, which I don't. But I'm saying like, how many times do we hear things like where people like I was a defender. I defended this for a very long time. I was the one who was like, you know, trying to 
point out some reason, some balance. And then at some point I'm like, screw it. This sucks. <laughs> just can't do it anymore. Oh, I love it. I just find and that. It's, and it's not because I even like, I'm cool with like going down with the ship or, you know, this is the hill I've chosen to die on. I, I don't mind making stances like that sometimes. But to say like... To like admit, like no, hey, look, the show is flawed. It's not the books. The books are, the books are classics, and the books are uh, like some of the best books written. Um, and then, so you know, the show is going to pale in comparison. So just give it some time, or you know, you got to see the good for the bad and all that stuff. And then for it to do what it's doing, it's almost like they said, hey, you know, that guy who's out there defending it. Let's make him look like an idiot. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's that's me now. Yeah. Honestly, Ryan, but I didn't... After next week, it'll be over, and it can die, and it can go away, and it could, we could just, it could just be, it could be off the airways forever. So I just do want to add, um, so I had to do this with uh, Star Wars. Now, the, the the nerdiest or geekiest I get about anything. Now, I can be with other stuff, but the biggest. The, where I find myself to be 12 years old almost instantly when I see a lightsaber um, is, yeah, with Star Wars. And I, I defended the prequels. I wasn't like a hard like defender, but I was like, a, let's, hey, I'm sure maybe there's something else going on. Maybe there's a bigger picture. You know, like maybe something, you know, got lost here. Like, I don't know. I was like... It took years before I was like, this is garbage. These prequels are the worst ever. I can't, I cannot fathom how this is what they came up with. Um, but However, yeah, the first one, the best lightsaber fight in the entire series of any Star Wars movie. Right. They, they all have their moments. All of them. Yeah. Uh, I think ultimately I was like, that's what you guys came up with, how to create the greatest evil and villain of all time and the arc that they created was non just nonsense absolutely bonkers but um what i was going to say was uh so what <clears throat> i what i did is i just erased them right so i go i don't hate all star wars i'm just not i'm just going to pretend they don't exist and i just think of like when i think of star wars when I, someone goes i heard you're a star wars guy you like star wars buddy like when i'm at work when everyone wants to bully like anyone who's a nerd or something i'm not a nerd but or a geek but uh i'm like yeah i think the original trilogy is amazing and if you don't see that then you're an idiot <laughs> but then they go what about the prequels i'm like yeah i huh? can't what, I, what prequels yeah huh? i can't, i'm i have nothing to say can't defend them you know it's gone they're dead to me i was so my question all that building up <laughs> is ryan are you are you going to have the first three seasons like be your trilogy i guess of this show and just pretend that the rest is kind of not there or did it leave such a bad taste in your mouth that you're just going to bury the whole thing in the backyard no because i i know because the first three seasons are um the first three seasons are are that good that right. it's it's worth keeping it, it's worth keeping them around at least Okay. Is it enough of a story, or at the end of the three seasons, are you? I mean, do, they, do they have enough of a conclusion that I can walk away at the end of season three? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> so that's that pissed. So, see, but that's that's the thing. So this whole 
this whole thing is it starts out and it's all about the the it's the it's everyone's playing the game of thrones so the whole thing is about the iron who sits the iron throne who rules all of westeros well there's one character, and he's a main character, Jon Snow. You've probably seen his picture or heard of him if you've never seen the... But it's played by Kit Harington. He becomes a member of the Night's Watch, which is like a place you go if you aren't going to inherit anything. Maybe you're like a, a second son or a third son. Or it's also a place you could go if it's, it's like a punishment. So let's say you rape somebody and you get found guilty of rape. You could either say you could either get executed or you could join the Night's Watch and you give up all lands, all titles, your birthrights, um, stuff like that. Well, he goes voluntarily to the Night's Watch because he's the bastard son. Um, there's three other sons, you know, ahead of him. He'll never inherit anything. And, be, you know, um, he's going to be there kind of like in a place of honor because he's a lord. He's a Lord's son. Well, he ends up learning in season one about these white walkers, these like, um, like zombies from the North. And they're the, they become the main threat of the show. And you start realizing as a reader and as a watcher that this is the, this is the actual important. These are the bad guys. It's not the people that are sitting on the Iron Throne and all these wars that are happening amongst men because there's this unstoppable threat of death from the North. Well, they decided just to uh, wrap that up and be done with that story. It's the main storyline. It was over in season. It was over an episode. It's, so it's like a zombie film that just killed off all the zombies. Yeah, imagine imagine watching a zombie film and it's a uh, you know it's two hours long and at the uh, at the uh, <laughs> hour mark at the hour mark the uh, all the zombies are dead. <laughs> so it's so it's like watching it's like walk, walk, like watching The Walking Dead without any zombies. Yeah, without any zombies. Mm-hmm. So like The Walking Dead. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> it's just bad. It's bad. It's it's just. They they completely they've just completely lost focus of what is actually like what is good television and it's it's just I don't know it, I could go I could talk about it too long well and no there's not enough of a conclusion you can't just watch three seasons and say like eh. and you know and maybe you'll watch it not knowing the source material you might watch it and say hey, this is this is actually was actually good for seven seasons for me. Oh, nah, I'm out. Andy, have you seen any of it? I have not. I have not. Seen, I have not seen any Game of Thrones. Were you? Were the closest you... thing I've seen to Game of Thrones is I've seen some of like the Jimmy Kimmel that has a little bit about the Game of Thrones hotline and yes, yeah, that's that's the closest I've come. Gun to my head, I couldn't tell you any of the actors in it, except, um, what's the guy you just mentioned? Kit Harrington. But that's the only, that's the only one with, uh, association that I know. And were you, uh, up till now doing, you guys all heard, uh, last week we had, uh, Jason guest on, which was real fun. 
And he said he saw the first episode or first two episodes and was like, that was so good. I'm going to wait for for 10 years till, yes. it's, till it's all done. And then I'll just watch it then. And I'm like, what? I That's crazy. <laughs> uh, no, it's not on my list. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Ryan, do you have anything else you want to bring up? Uh, about Game of Thrones? No. No, just what you've been watching. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think Carl and I have both been watching Chernobyl. Yep, I, I've only, I didn't see last night's yet. Okay, I just, uh, I watched it before, I watched a rerun of it before we got on here. Oh, okay. Um, it's just... It's really uh, good. It is really good. Um, it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but it's very well acted, and it's uh, production values. It's 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 very captivating. It's uh, uh, I I'm really really wanting episode three because this one ended on a, I don't want to say a cliffhanger, but it it ended abruptly on a so. nuclear hanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's the first one I was like, you know, I was 22 when it happened and I remember it well and the Russians were total dicks about it because they were trying to hide it. You know, meanwhile this radioactive cloud is spreading its love throughout Europe. And uh and it's just interesting to find out that for example, I actually did a little more research and found that the flaw that was in Chernobyl's reactor was actually in every single reactor in Russia. Wow. That should scare the hell out of you. Yeah. So does anyone want to kind of set up just the general premise of this? Where, where is this? Uh, where are you guys watching this? What plot? Like what? Uh, HBO. Okay. HBO. Yeah. So Chernobyl is a nu- the worst nuclear accident ever to happen. It happened in Russia. There, the nuclear core actually exploded. And at first, even the experts who work there, they're, they're trying to, they're like, no, you're just, you, you were just looking at it wrong. We'll go look at it, you know? And the guy's trying to tell him, no, it is, it's gone, you know? And there's a whole town that was built filled with families and people right there that their whole purpose is to take care of the nuclear and work at the nuclear power plant. And it, I mean... The story I'm assuming is going to be about how they waited so long to evacuate everybody. They were trying to cover it up. They were trying to make it look like, oh, it's just a fire. But uh, they are in the process right now. So what are we? We're 33 years down the road. Russia is actually building a like six feet concrete dome to slide over the power plant because the radiation is still so strong and will be for the next hundred years. Wow. Yeah, it's uh it's what I find alarming about watching this and then trying to compare it to like today is you have a lot of especially in the second episode, you have a lot of like physicists, nuclear physicists, scientists telling like Gorbachev and his like uh his cabinet like um no you don't understand this is what's happening and these bureaucrats these politicians are saying like yeah well 
like, what do you know, science nerd? That's, you know, like, that's that's not true. Yeah. And it's like, and so you start looking at it that way, and then you start thinking about, like, and not to bring politics into it, but, like, things like climate change and how you've got scientists saying, like, no, it's a thing. And you got bureaucrats saying, like, ha, dummy. And it's like, okay, let's watch like- watch watch the second episode of Chernobyl and think – about that scenario and you know you got you got scientists saying listen the earth's not flat and you got people saying like you're an idiot <laughs> it's like okay it's like the flat earthers were in charge yes <laughs> wow so again did but i there miss- was a, there was a lot of people when this thing was going on saying no you've got a huge problem on your hands and you know like one of the things they talked about in the first episode is that when they did their like their radiation readings, like it was at 3.16 and people were like, Oh, that's not too bad. 3.16. Well, the reason it was at 3.16 is because that's just the highest their meters would read. So they just gave the, that's the reading. It was 3.16. It was actually like 500 billion. Or yeah. something. It's like <laughs> when you step on the scale and it says 300 pounds, you're like, well, right. <laughs> thought it was a lot bigger than that but, but that hey i'll take 300 <laughs> right but that's just that's just the highest the scale will go it's where the scale stops <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> oh i wish it i wish oh goodness yeah. all right yeah, so but if you guys have access to hbo you should definitely check it out it's very interesting chernobyl's always been one of those things that like i've been interested in anyway because it's just it's such a weird thing that has happened um, and you can only get so much from like Wikipedia and stuff yeah. to, to see the way, the way they did this, where you actually get visuals and, um, you know, how much the government there, that government let those people down in the, just even in the 72 hours after the accident. Yeah. The closest America ever came to something like that was three mile Island and it was nowhere near as bad. Yeah, so I would. I would, uh, I would definitely. If you get a chance to watch Chernobyl, I would do it. Now, <clears throat> I have been neglecting, if that is relevant or not an exaggeration, my HBO uh, watching. Meaning, I forget sometimes I do have access to it because I'm not paying for it, and I forget that it's there for me to totally dive into. Uh, I'm usually just you know, in Netflix, which is what I do pay for. It. I think there's like a there's probably a deeper meaning there. The things that we actually pay for, we value more. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, someone also told me there was a documentary about Michael Jackson on HBO that was fascinating. And I've been oh, wanting, boy. I've been it was fascinating. To, I've been really wanting to see that. So I am so glad this came up because I'm going to knock both those out because I love documentaries. It's a documentary, right? Chernobyl, the one you're what? talking about? Cherno- no, it's well. No, it's not a documentary. It's a it's an episodic. Oh, um, it's a dramatization of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a dramatization of it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't know. It's a limited miniseries, I guess technically. So it's going to only be you know one season. They're going to tell the story and be done with it. But do we know how accurate it is? Is it pretty? I would assume it's fairly accurate. There's no uh, <laughs> like celebrity. There's no, ki- there's no kaiju. <laughs> 
If that's what you're wondering, there's no. They're like Andy Dick. It's like featuring Andy Dick this episode. Oh. If I tell you what, if if episode three, if I turn it on and they have Andy Dick playing some Belarusian uh, nuclear physicist, I've never loved a show more. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that would be fun. And then uh, what is it? Tom Green after that, the next episode. That's how you get. Yeah, rolled. Tom I- Green, and then. Um, uh, and then uh, Colin Mockery. <laughs> right. Well, cool, Ryan. Uh, anything else? Um, I mean, I guess I, 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 I've, I've got some some movies I watched on Netflix. Are we doing that yet? Well, look, I'm. Or, or are we? Are we gonna? Are we doing like things we're watching and then some feature reviews? Well, let's do this. Are they new releases on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Let's just. Unless, did you see a lot of movies in theaters? Or any? No, I just I just saw the two uh, Netflix shows. Right, so let's just... I think that makes sense. You you just lump that into the feature reviews that you're going to bring. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Um, no problem, buddy. Yeah. I mean, that sounded like I didn't mean it, but I, I did mean Adequate it. Adequate work, Ryan. <laughs> why, why are you dissing on Ryan? That was amazing. What did you... In fact, Andy, let's go to you. What, wait, wait, wait a second. What is, what is dissing about saying something is adequate? I don't know. I just it sounds kind of like a disappointment. It means got to be a superlative to you. I mean, what would be an example of your point? Uh, would you like to go to dinner? Hell yes. Or versus, would you like to go to dinner? Yes, I would. And the person says that's an adequate response to the question. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, adequate, adequate work. Check. Sure. I, I I took it as the compliment it was. Sac- it's satisfactory. It Acceptable satisfactory. work. Right. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm you know if you heard that you know as you're like going up in a career, not yours, just anybody. Positive, positive end of the spectrum at least. Or if I was at school and the teacher was going through everybody and like that was adequate work, I'd be like, dang, I'm gonna do better next time. Yeah, but you're assuming there's a score better than adequate. It's the minimum. That's like saying more perfect. What is what would what's the context of more perfect? Like you've perfect, you have more perfect, and you have perfected it. Perfect s. Right. I I guess it's I just perfect. I do need to Google perfect. the the definition of adequate, but I didn't think that's what it meant. I didn't think it was like perfect. I didn't say simply adequate. Did I say simply? Uh, I haven't been watching anything. Well, what's the last thing you watch? <laughs> no, that's not true. I've been watching Afterlife. Oh, have you? So ha- is this the first time? With the work with the Ricky Gervais, yeah. Go, Carl. Uh, sorry. Car- Carl's Carl's absolutely right. It is hilarious and heartbreaking, like all at the same time. Uh, he's so brilliant. Um, I'm having a great time watching that. Carl, what were you going to say? Oh, just that it's a great, great show. It's so surprisingly rewarding, uh, emotionally rewarding, which is not what you expect from Ricky. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is funny in, in that same, in that regular Ricky Gervais sort of, yeah. Um, fantastic way, 
stuff it, at life. It's way not. Ahead. It's yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Am I, am it's, I it's right, a, Carl? It's a journey. Yep, it's a journey. Yeah. It really is. I like that. Though. I like it. that description. What's that? I like that description. It's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it like, is. Um, it's like that. Uh, um, did, did you all watch Patton Oswalt's uh, stand-up special, Annihilation? Yeah. Yeah. So right. So funny, but not fun. I think that you works mean? for a general population. That's not how I felt at all. I, I, it was that, like, that, that I thought it was um, immediately like, welcome to my world every day. And I'm happy to be here. <laughs> like I said, though, it doesn't go well when you tell people what you think without filters. <laughs> uh, so Andy, if I, what, what's something about the show that relates to you and your life? Is it a, is cause I've noticed for example, what I just said, most people I've noticed when I, which is a bad idea, when I kind of like ask follow-up questions to dig in what they're responding to, almost nine out of ten times, which is just arbitrary number I just made up, is that um, what it is that they like with it, before they get to the heart, which is kind of drag, you know, it's building till the end, is that it's like freeing that they could live through this person's life like in a vicariously like. I wish I could just say what I thought to people that I thought were idiots, right? Or fat or losers or jerks or or vain, right? Whatever it is that he's attacking people about. <laughs> um, we just don't talk like that in society, right? So what I've noticed is people are very much like, it's freeing. It's like, a, it's like excited to see like, what if I, that would be amazing if I could do that. Or, uh, is any of that going on or... Do you just like the, like, have you finished it? Are you asking me? Yeah, sorry. I thought I said Andy. I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I got kicked out of Discord for some reason. Did you really? Yeah, Discord apparently didn't like adequate either. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's no, skip I the question. I'm not, yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll return to that question. I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, is that the only thing? Andy? Um, only thing of substance. I would love to hear one thing of, of not substance. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. Uh, well, I've, I mean, I fall asleep most every night watching uh, or listening, either watching or listening to The Office. Wow, yeah, you're still good on The Office. So nothing took its place? Like, uh, I heard people love uh, Nine, is it... Is Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. Yeah, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I I don't list. I don't watch The Office for entertainment. I watch The Office to fall asleep. Oh, just like National Treasure. Is that what you fall asleep um, to, Ryan? I mean, I, I I love The Office. I'm I'm an Office fanatic, but I've I've listened to it enough now um, that I know the story well enough that as soon as I, I I'm able to listen to it and my brain can't immediately check out from the day right and i fall asleep like so if it was something minutes. new it'd keep you up basically yeah i'd want to I'd, I'd want to i'd want to watch and listen to the story but at this point the number of times that i've watched each season i know the story forwards and backwards i, I know I, I, frankly i know most of the lines um 
forwards and backwards. So, I, yeah. So anyway, it's my my go to sleep. So I often do that. It's not. I don't. I never thought of it as like I could fall asleep to it. I literally giggle as I fall asleep, and my wife is told me many times how could you still laugh at this you've heard this joke like seriously hundreds of times and i'm just like it's funny i don't know what to tell you it's so funny (laughs) yeah like the uh when when dwight gets the exercise ball (laughs) and is trying to explain the, the benefits of the exercise ball to jim and there's that moment says jim says huh how much is it and dwight says it's only $25. And Jim says, hmm, okay. And then you see Dwight look away, and Jim grabs his scissors, flips them in his hand, and walks up behind Dwight and stabs the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that rivals, that rivals the scene in While You Were Sleeping where the kid's riding down the road uh, delivering newspapers and hucks the newspaper and <laughs> the bike slides out. Yeah, that's a good one. One of my favorites uh, is the yes. Second Life. Dwight gets his depressed, and he's getting into this, uh, you know, yeah. the game Second Life. Dwight's second Second Life. Yeah, and he he's lecturing Jim, and he goes, "It's a it's a alternate reality where you can be whatever you want. There's no winners or losers." And Jim goes, "Oh, there's losers. Oh, there's losers." <laughs> okay, great Jim, line. I didn't know you played the guitar. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I, I just you know had to put it there for. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Andy. It makes me feel good. So, go. moving That's on it. to moving on to Carl. What have you um, been watching, man? So, I I watched a bit, my wife's been watching. Have any of you guys caught uh, Dead to Me on Netflix? Not, no, not I've yet. seen the I've seen the previews. Yeah. It is it's man, it is weird and and kind of draws you in it's it's like one of those the plot is getting so twisty that uh i'm wondering how they're going to bring it home but i'm three episodes in and it's christina applegate and linda cardellini from freaks and geeks and also avengers um but uh yeah it's it's um it's like i can't even describe it it's like hitchcock meets I haven't figured out what yet. <laughs> um, watching on Netflix. Uh, is it funny though? Uh, it has. Uh, is it funny? There are funny There's, moments. Or is it, or is it all a uh, afterlife? No, it's it's so. Christina Applegate lost loses her husband to a hit and run, mm-hmm. and. Uh, She's obviously devastated and everything. And then Linda Cardellini. So she's attending this uh, survivors group. Meets another woman who is Linda Cardellini, who says she uh, lost her boyfriend. And they become good friends because Linda's really the only one understanding how angry and frustrated and pissed Christina is. So they they begin this friendship and then it just goes Twilight Zone from there. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know. I had no idea that was what that show was like. I saw yeah. like the trailer for it on Netflix. I was like, "Yeah, it could be funny." I don't know. Maybe I could get to it, but that seems way more interesting than I thought it was. Yeah. Um. God, there was what else have I been? There's another series I've been 
I can't remember if I've been watching it or I've been watching it vicariously because my wife's watching it. Um, we've both been trying to start up Game of Thrones again. We're, we're just starting season two. Well, you got two seasons left. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, let's see. Nine. Hang on. I know there's something else. I'm just I'm drawing a blank. Did we lose everybody? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. That was the longest pause ever. That was awesome. I know. I'm sorry. I, I Carl just said, hang on a second. <laughs> Carl said, hang on a second. And what he really meant to say was, hang on for 10 minutes while I go look minute. something yeah. up. But everyone uh, was so quiet. He didn't throw back to anyone <laughs> to say, hey, uh, Ryan, talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Engage I think what I might have. Been... No, no, no. You've lost your turn, Carl. Uh, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> You Don't make me swear. Have, you would never have accepted that from any of the rest of us. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> I think I think what I'm probably thinking of is uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, which Ryan and I will talk about later. Okay. All right. So that is that it then? Um, yeah, yeah I think Chernobyl was three the more minutes. I was thinking of. And then You're right. Us. That's my bad. Sorry. I loved it. That was amazing. I seriously, I because I didn't have that window open. I was like, I think the whole thing dropped. The whole <laughs> the whole program crashed. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, let's go on to feature reviews uh, for what we have. Let's start with what I'm assume I would be shocked. Uh, Andy, did you see anything new in theaters? No. If you no man, I've been I've been so I've been working on my my routine. Uh, and uh, selling my parents' house, and then I had to take the climbing team to a regional competition. So. Did it sell? It did. Who bought it? I don't know, some dude. I mean, it's, it hasn't sold yet. It hasn't closed. But... So uh, I might be in the dark on this one. You're selling your parents' house. Are they still with us, or did they move? Did you? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay and did they move on to bigger and better things or did they downgrade into a you know uh, a home my parents my parents house caught on fire in april of 2016 whoa and in the last uh three years it has gone through a very long rebuild in the meantime my parents moved to a different house and I've convinced them to stay in this new house. And uh, because they need the help, I have agreed to help them with the selling arrangements. Nice. Now, how did the fire... Because start? I'm the best son. <laughs> of course you are. Now, do you know how it started? The fire? Mm-hmm. Is it a secret? <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's not a secret. Uh, there, there was some weird wiring behind in the, in the wall that, uh, between the garage and the kitchen. And, um, they were, uh, they had a, a, a guy come to help them install some overhead garage door openers. 
and as they were running the uh, electrical for that, the, the guy was going to tap into one of these uh, boxes and opened it up and couldn't figure out what was going on and thought it was weird and closed it back up and said, I'll deal with this tomorrow. He didn't have to deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. No, I would say not. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Well, I yeah, asked. By the way, if you can ever get your house to accidentally catch on fire, there's some huge advantages. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you get all new stuff. Like everything that's inside, too? <laughs> everything that's damaged, you get new. And they well, don't, they're, they're not like, ah, you know, this shirt has holes in it. Um <laughs> And it's from the '80s. They're they're just like they're like uh, oh we we can't we we opened up your 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 closet and you have you have 23 T-shirts that were all damaged by smoke. So you're like mm, go buy yourself 23 new T-shirts. We pay for them. Oh man! Dude. Oh, Arcteryx, here we come. I would be so set. I have so much crap. <laughs> if you if you're a hoarder and you can get your house to start on fire accidentally, it's the best. <laughs> but it's easier if you take video of everything before it burns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, but, but I'm not advocating for arson, people. That's, They'll catch you. That's good. The uh, the fire investigators are very good at what they do. So I I did remember one thing, um, William, that I was that I watched an old movie uh, from 1997 called Peacemaker. Initial projections indicate the nuclear fallout will affect all of... It wasn't an accident, sir. This was a terrorist act. I'm going to need a military liaison with intel background and Russian contacts. And make sure he's willing to take orders from a woman. Lieutenant Colonel Tom DeVoe reporting as ordered, ma'am. This is how it works. Good guys, it's us. We chase the bad guys. And they don't wear black hats. You've been the boss for more than two weeks. You'll know that. Three weeks. If I wanted to steal nuclear weapons, would you be the guy to talk to? Would you be that guy? Should have taken the money, Hans. This is your big plan? This is my plan. Not take action without authorization. Now, what do you think I am? Some gung ho, stupid son of a. No, I don't think you're stupid. No! My enthusiasm sometimes gets the best of me. Any birds find this cargo truck? Boom. There are people out there who don't care about money, and for them, it is about rage, frustration, hatred. They feel pain, and they're determined to share it with the world. I got away with a bomb. Now, you are not in Washington anymore. You are in the real world. We have a weapon of mass destruction coming into the United States. Shoot it! Take the shot! Take the shot! It's not our war. It is now. Oh, movie. Okay. Wow. Peacemaker's so good. It is. It's directed by... Uh, Mimi Letter, who I think is one of the great directors, uh, one of the early kind of women pioneer directors, and um, it's got the Clooney and the Kidman. Yeah, it's the plot really holds up. It's just really well done. 
what brought you to this movie? Where did you did you see it? Do you own it? I, I do own it, but it actually was just on uh, Sony's movie channel, so I I just watched the whole thing because I had nothing else to do. Oh my goodness! This brings me back. This is really. Did you see this movie when it came out and you just wanted to see it again? Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, he yes. owns this movie on Blu-ray, dude. Oh. Well, yes, but I. Yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, but I did see it in the theater when it came out. <laughs> but you own it on Blu-ray. It came on TV, and you went, "Ah hell, I'll watch it." <laughs> exactly. Those kind of commercials. I'll my watch ass, it. My, my ass didn't have to leave the couch. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> It is possible I have seen this. I have no memory of it. Ryan, have you seen this? I don't think I have. So, oh, Carl, Carl, do you recommend everyone sees this no matter what? Or is it just kind of like uh, if you've got time and you see it? No, no, no. It's a really good action yeah. uh, nuclear weapon uh, thriller. Okay. If you liked if you liked, um, like The Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, it's, it, this is on that same line. If you liked... Uh, some of all fears. This is that same thing. Yeah. Red October. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. This was the first movie. This was where, where I actually became impressed with George Clooney because here's what he did. You know, it took him years to break into um, TV and he, he finally got that part on ER and he stayed with the show even when he could have, he, he was becoming big and he, he, co- he could have probably quit and gone and done movies, but he stuck with the show because he felt he owed it to them. And then he shot this movie one summer on while the, the show was on hiatus and then went back to ER. And this movie is really what kind of, when he was done with his contract with ER, uh, showed everybody that, Hey, he could be a leading guy in a movie. It's interesting. Everything I've ever heard is said he's a really legitimate Authentic, nice guy. Yeah. Yep. Unlike um, some of us, and I'm referring to me. So that leads us to Ryan. <laughs> or Andy, you, you're done, right? Oh, I've been done. <laughs> of course. Good job paying attention, William. Uh huh. I just, you know, it's it's artificial, but I feel like it has some purpose. I just was trying to be nice. <laughs> I was also oh, sad. I was also sad to see that Peggy Lipton died, who I grew up watching in the Mod Squad. Oh. The Mod Squad. I don't know who that was or yeah. what that show is. It's, yeah, a, we lo- it's from the 60s. Um, they made a movie of it that sucked like 20 years ago, but it was about three undercover cops, a black guy, a white woman, and a, a white guy. And I didn't know until yesterday is Rashida Jones' mom. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm super sad. I love the Rashida. Huh. Um, huh. We, we also lost uh, Peter Mayhew just recently. Yep. Uh, and we lost uh, Doris Day yesterday. Maybe they should just be a segment. Pe- you know, people have died in the industry. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, uh, I, I, I try to keep up on it. I was shocked that Doris Day's last film was, I think, was in 1968. Wow, that's a long time without doing anything. Uh. (laughs) Well, cool, yeah. All right, so Ryan, let's go to you. 
Have, did you see any feature reviews? Oh, you mentioned a couple of Netflix. Yes, the 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 uh, the two I watched on Netflix that I believe are uh, um, very new. The first one is uh, called Wine Country. It's an amazing day in wine country. When was the last time we were all together? I just want this to feel like a regular vacation. And somewhere in there, I'll just slide into 50. Age is just a number. What would you say your soul's age is? 18. Old enough to drink and bone. Don't have my own car yet, but I have a bike. I made itineraries. So everything we're going to do minute by minute on the trip. We have lavender popping corn. That's not enough. Oh what is that? Molly. <gasps> I did Molly in college, but she went back to her boyfriend. Hey-o. Celebrating with a girls weekend, huh? Just remember, guys, whatever gets said, it's probably what the person has always felt, and the alcohol just let it out. This weekend is a mess. can't even plan a fun birthday trip. If you were just to let go, everything will just fall into place. Will it fall into place? Do you think throwing the itineraries out the window was on the itinerary? Guess we'll never know. Starring, starring uh, all the talented female uh, from when I was watching Saturday Night Live a lot, uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, but, um, and Maya Rudolph, who are always kind of together, the three of those. But uh, I haven't seen Anna Gasteyer in anything in a long time, and and Rachel Dratch, and they are both very funny. Um, this is a show about uh, a group of longtime girlfriends who go to Napa to celebrate um, a one of them turning fifty, and uh, you know they're all at different stages in their life, and they all have different things going, and they're not as close as they used to be. And um, they all have their different quirks, and it is a uh, it is crude the humor. Um, it is, but it is very very funny. Um, a great little small role for Jason Schwartzman in this movie. Um, my wife and I laughed the whole time. It uh, I, I, it's highly recommended by me. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes, date night with my wife. This is perfect. Sometimes I... It, it is a good date night movie. Yes, awesome. That's good, because I was worried that it was going to suck. It's funny. I mean, it's funny. It, uh, it's just... It, it's fun to watch my wife watch it, uh, trying to figure out which one of these women she's going to turn into when she's 50. <laughs> so that was fun. It, uh, <laughs> no, I laugh. I laughed the whole time, so... I mean, there's there's some there's some corny stuff, um, but there's some genuinely like laugh out loud, knee slapping, funny in this movie, which shit should be. These 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 women are hilarious women who are extremely talented at, at being funny. So, yeah, and I don't know if you said it, Ryan, but um, it was directed by Amy Poehler. I you know I didn't know that, so I didn't yeah. say that. Is it okay? I see that now on. Yep, it is. And there's two women. Uh, Paula Pell is a woman. I, I I don't know what else she's been in. Um, looks like she's been in. You know, she's, she's a writer. A pretty, on, she's an upcoming uh, stand-up comic. Is she? She was yeah, very funny. 
She was very funny. But uh, yeah, a great, a great uh, part for Jason Schwartzman, and uh, and a nice, uh, a nice running joke about uh, paella, which is which is always good. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I'll give it a. I'm gonna give it a, like a seven and a half out of ten. And what would you rate Bridesmaid just to compare where this? Uh, about about the same. Oh okay, wow. Well, cool. So uh, right, so, yeah, I know I loved it. I thought it was fun, and it's a quick. I mean, it's like an hour and twenty minutes or something. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a big undertaking. Andy, what were you saying? I said it's on the list. Oh, cool. Cool. What was uh, the other one, Ryan? Uh, the other one is um, Zach Efron's extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Um, so good. The, it is extremely good. That guy's been staring at you all night. What do you say we get out of here? What is it about this guy? When I feel his love, I feel like I'm on top of the world. There are things you don't know. Hi, officer. I think I must be lost. That will shock you beyond your worst nightmare. I am innocent. You don't actually believe this garbage, do you? It's in all the papers, Ted. <gasps> Monkey! Oh! How did his name get on that suspect list? I want to come see you. I was really hoping you'd say that. This case is about catching a monster. Ladies and gentlemen, I am that innocent suspect. You are skating on thin ice, partner. The media has convicted Ted before he's had his day in court. I'm gagged, and you're not. I wonder whether he did it or not. I'm more popular than Disney World. Did you do these things? Absolutely not. Let me get back to plotting my escape here. Um, <laughs> if you go back and watch some of the actual footage of Ted Bundy, uh, Zac Efron nailed it. And I think that was the best. That was really cool i'm a serial killer like junkie anyway um so to see i mean i I don't want to say to see this brought to film is awesome but it's just um it's it's so it's so it's it's done so well it's it well the thing is you don't see i don't think this is a spoiler but if you're tuning in to see all the killings that's not what this movie's about yeah, this movie's about um, the relationship between him and his girlfriend and, you know, her trying to figure out if all of this is true or not and about him playing the courts and, you know, just the charisma that he had. And, and I mean, the, the greatest punchline at the end is comes from the judge and everything he says is dead on. Yep. Uh, and it's, but yeah, Efron's performance is like, it's a cut above it, anything he's done before. No, it definitely shows. I mean, 
he's extremely talented anyway. I mean, he's a he's a renaissance man in a way. I mean, he can sing, he can dance, he's funny. He can do stuff like uh, like Baywatch, where it's like. I think this shows that he has a lot more uh, range than just uh, I could be a a hard body on a yeah. action comedy with The Rock. He's a he he's a really good actor. Yep. And this yeah, it it's almost spooky how he was able to um, put people at ease to think, oh no, he would never do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it must have been a different judge. So I remember I remember talking about the Ted Bundy tapes. And one of the things that just like blew me away. There's many. But there was a judge earlier. I don't know if it was one of the first times he went to court. Where at the end, he's found guilty. And then the judge sat there and praised him for like five minutes. And like, like son... You're the most charming, intelligent, wonderful. Like- oh, that's that's this. Yeah, oh. it, it's not quite that, but what he says about him is true. I don't want to spoil it because it's so good. But he, he, it was such. It, they show at the end the real judge too, and you can. The judge was smart enough to see the potential. And he said, like, if just, you, we could have been, I would have been proud to to have you on the other side of the. You know yep. the the table with me or whatever as a lawyer, right? All that stuff. But he's like, you made like I don't know if this is what you're talking about. <clears throat> it is. Oh, it is. But yep. he, I'm not. The, I don't know what the I, exact scene. Just that he goes. You know, you made different choices in your life, and look where we are, sort of thing. That's all I was going to say. Yep. The t- the title of the movie it comes from the judge's lips, right? Yeah. It and, uh, and the judge in the movie is played by uh, John Malkovich. Oh, really? So yeah. Wow. Oh okay. All right, this is on my list now. Yeah, it's it's. I gave it a nine out of ten. It's hard not to watch religious films. I I also was gonna <laughs> give it a nine out of ten. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, it's it's really good. It's really good. Wow. I mean, this is what uh, this is what I love doing. This is one of the reasons I love doing this is because. Uh, because I saw the Ted Bundy tapes, which is just a documentary with actual footage, which I'm more attracted to initially, I didn't know what what there was about this that would make me want to see it over just the actual footage. And I'm well aware that there's lots of things that you can do to make it very interesting. But until I have someone, you know, kind of vouch for it or say it was actually well done. Uh, I probably wouldn't have seen it, so it's really cool to be able to, to just um just, just hold on just to be here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they they show a lot of the, um, a lot of the interactions with his girlfriend, his girlfriend's daughter, um, the the other women and mom, like his mom. Uh, they really don't show, like I, like Carl said, if you're, if you're tuning in to see, uh, to see him uh, kill sorority girls, you're not going to see it. <laughs> and it's, if, it's not, it's not part of the movie. And yeah. if that's all you wanted, I <laughs> think you might want to just see where that mode, where that's coming from, that need or what's going on. Right. Just, just to just self check it. It's totally well, normal. You but... see, you see the aftermath on some of them, but that's, that's, that's about it. Oh, that's. Hella judgmental. 
Does it sound like I'm in <laughs> denial about that? I am not. <laughs> cool, man. Um, all right. Uh, it was just those two, or is there anything else? Yeah, that's that's what I've that's uh, the two shows I've been watching. There is a new Anthony Jeselnik uh, on uh, Netflix. Um, yeah, it's on my list. It's pretty good. Uh, he's. Uh, uh, Did he's you like his good. last one? It was okay. I don't know yeah. if I'd like his delivery as much as I thought I would. I I like him during like a um, like a, a Comedy Central roast, and I think I like it because he's only up there for three minutes. Yeah. Um. It. His last one, his last special, didn't really do a whole bunch for me. Yeah. This this is the this one won't either. It's more of the same. Hmm. Uh, but it is. It, I mean, there is some funny. So, I I don't I uh, don't have high hopes. Okay. Hey William, while we're on the topic of stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. yes. Did you watch my Did you watch my special? I I did not because by the time it was sent to me where I could look at it, I was asleep. <laughs> so I have not I have not watched it yet. I would have if it would have worked. When you sent it last night. And I'm not blaming you. It's just what was. It just is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the listeners, to, to our listeners, uh, we don't know if it's any good yet. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you next time. Well, I don't, what do you want to set up? Because you're, you're throwing this out here. Basically, this is like this this fantasy Andy, right? And this world and this mm-hmm. person. And then you just throw in the most, like, here's this real thing in my real life with no context. So why don't you, what is it that you want to set up that you're bringing up right now? You you did your first did stand-up set. I did my first ever uh, stand-up comedy bit at a conference I went to last week. Which sounds super nerve-wracking and exciting, right? I was. It's the it's the it's the most afraid I've ever been. How did it go? I I think it went well. Oh, I I mean you can see. If you've if you've watched a lot of stand up comedy, you can see that you, you can see some um, uh, you, you can see some uh, beginning mistakes. I, I rushed a little bit on a couple of my jokes. I um, actually blew one of my very best jokes, or just forgot one of my very best jokes, um, and. I, you, 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 I mean, you can tell that I'm, you, you can tell that I'm nervous. Um, but all that said, I think it was, I think the audience really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny. It was, it was thrilling to do. Um, even though I was scared to death, uh, it's, 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 you know, there's a lot of inside baseball for, for my industry in there, but, uh, there, but, but about half of it is sort of just regular old stand-up comedy talking about my family. Um, and I, I thought it worked. I thought it went pretty well. You recorded so, it for us. Yeah. As soon as William gets off his ass and, and gets it into a video, I can, I can share it with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So unless, I uh, recorded you did record it. You filmed it and and uh, record the audio yourself, right? It, it has, yep. It has. Uh, it has. Uh, I shot it in uh, single and uh, 
a single shot and a wide shot because part of it uh, was um, there, there was a there were some slides that went with part of it. Right. So. Um. Yeah. That's but somebody had to go get his back taken care of today, so. Uh, that's why I hadn't seen it. The reason I didn't even help you film it is because I was working on a commercial. And it was a very serious... It's the most intense... Well, I, I didn't have the budget to fly you to Geneva either. <laughs> well, I would have done it for free. It's not that complicated. I mean, it can be, I guess. <laughs> if you got Did all... you go to Geneva? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did huh? Andy go to Geneva? I'm in Geneva now. Are you really? Well, yeah. The butterflies are the butterflies are are in the pupa stage right now, and so I'm in Geneva working on the hadron collider. Is this how you start your bit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. All right. So, so, uh, like, no one's ever going to be able to hear this, the listeners, right? We will find we we will find for those. I was thinking about doing this as some sort of of uh, Patreon thing. Do oh okay. I, mean, and, and I couldn't I couldn't share all of it, but I could share some of it. I'm just okay. Good. I'm glad that something can happen. That because if 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 no one could ever hear any of it, it's almost like torture. <laughs> to, to, if we kept bringing it up, no, I'm. This is great, but I'm saying if I want to keep bringing it up, especially, are you gonna like pursue this? Right? There's local oh. where everyone is. There's local area, lo- local uh, whether wh- whatever it is, comedy clubs, whether or a open mic night, and then of course you do well, you get a spot. Are you interested in doing anything like that? No. So is this I a mean, one? Yes, but no. I the 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 lepidoptery community as a whole, they don't. Uh... Hmm. They're not big into they frown. Uh, theater that that yeah I'd have to be I'd have to be really careful not to I'd, I'd have to be too careful that it would likely just mean that I'm not funny yeah but in front of my colleagues I can be a little more edgy oh that makes sense no, it's not it's not a it's not a public uh, it's not a public presentation. Right, which is what I'm bringing so, up. Like this is, <laughs> so. Well, no, but I know, but I'm, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I there, there are bits in there that I can, that I can share. Awesome! I can't wait to see and listen to it. I mean, you can wait. You did. All right, right to do this. You haven't, been, you haven't been so riveted that you watched it this afternoon. No, I did not. But I was asleep. <laughs> Okay, uh, where were we? William, I love you, buddy. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> I just a little something in my throat. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't remember. This is why I will never be Jason, nor will I ever try to be. I don't even know where we were in our feature, feature well, reviews think, or who I was talking. I think Ryan's about. done with his feature reviews. Am I right, Ryan? I, I am. I am done with my feature reviews, yeah. Since Andy never sees anything, I guess it's my turn. No, no. Unless you have something, William. I, I do. I have one, and then I'm going to let you roll it out with all your whatever you've seen. I saw on Netflix Perfect Bid, the, con- the contestant 
who knew too much. Yes. And I still have all of my name tags and contestant cards from all the tapings I've been to. Pretty sure it was 37 altogether. So one week I got into like watching prices rights from like 1973. The same refrigerator freezer is on four different episodes that I watched and it was $789 all four times. I'm like, well, see, there it is. There's proof. Terry had the trailer, jukebox, bit $23,743. Actual retail price, $23,743. You got it right on the nose. You went both showcases. <laughs> Hasn't happened since 72 or 73. Right in the nose. You won $56,437 for the prizes today. Folks, help control the pet population. Don't forget to get your pets spayed or neutered. You saw this, Ryan? No, I want to see it, though. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this because it's, it's one of those things where, uh, for me, it was so interesting because I had been listening to this podcast uh, with Kevin Pollack uh, for a long time, and he interviewed um, Drew Carey uh, at some point, and they, were, they spent a lot of time, this was years ago, talking about this whole debacle about... Uh, this guy, and it gets a little complicated here, but this guy that did get on the show coup to the dollar, right, during the, the showcase, it's the end of the show. I'm assuming we've all seen The Price is Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the end, right, they, they show him a bunch of stuff, and it's a bunch of different things, and, and they have to try to say how much they think it is. And I, I if I remember right, because I, I was sort of confused, I don't think anyone in the history of the show which is like 35 years if not more might have been 36 or 7 has it's, ever it is more I, I actually watched it in canada when i was a kid right so when bob barker retired i think it was 35 and then i don't know how many years it was going when this happened with drew carey who took over but this <clears> guy <throat> basically gives a bid that's a rand usually people are kind of rounded off with their bids Usually, there are numbers, you know, 450, 4,300, uh, or, you know, if they were getting real specific, you know, 4,350. But it's not like 4,372, usually. But this is what this guy did, and it was to the dollar uh, correct, right? So when that happens, not only do you win your show bid, because there's another contestant next to you with another show bid, you get that one also. And I, I, Correct me, I you know if anyone wants to correct me. That's the first time it's ever happened, if not for a very very long time. I don't think it's ever happened. So they are immediately everyone was like, "Uh oh, there's some shenanigans going on. People are cheating. This has all been some sort of uh, conspiracy, I guess, uh, to to cheat on the show." And they're trying to figure it out now. That's how it was presented to me through listening to Drew Carey talk about he because he said. When he was told by a producer that that was the exact number, um, he goes, my career's over, or this is over, the show's over, possibly my career, because he's making kind of a shift. He's kind of doing these game shows. He's just trying to make a living, I guess. I'm just, just kind of putting that together myself. And uh, he, because if the show is proven to be, you know, it's all, it's cheatable and people are cheating, then I think it loses its magic, right? I think that's where he is in his his head. His listeners or watchers, in that case, aren't going to keep watching because it's not just real people who get to win a few thousand dollars of of cheap junk, 
and and feel better about themselves. That was a jaded point of view, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. Uh and so he thought this whole thing's over. Anyway, so they do this big investigation, and this documentary is not about the guy who was on the show who made that bid. It's about this guy who, from a very for like thirty plus years, I guess, so as long as almost as long as the entire show's been going, he, this this other guy who no one knows who he is has been memorizing the show, memorizing prices, and in the and he goes all the time. He goes like, it's something like. 28 or 30 times that he goes to it and he's yelling bids he's yelling the answers to contestants and he's like trying to tell them like hey if you listen to me you'll win because i've memorized everything and so he was sitting next to the guy on the show's wife and he was telling the guy's wife he goes all right i just saw the show bid it's this exact number tell your husband who's up there what it is right and he she does and then that's where this whole debacle comes in because they're like, well, then who the hell is this guy? Why would he? How does he know this? Right. It's just never happened, really. They've, they've had cheaters. They, they have people who bring in lists. Right. So that'd be a way to cheat. He doesn't have any list. There's no cell phone. He doesn't have a cell phone. He's not looking it up. And so the whole documentary is exploring because he this just guy like full on rain man's it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, not to. Well, I guess I don't really care. I think it's if you if anything I've said up to this point is interesting, just watch it. Just stop right now. I guess it's not a big spoiler, but yes, I gave you a second. Yeah, this guy Raymans it the whole thing. Yeah, and and okay. go ahead. Sorry. Right. No, he so he doesn't really cheat. He just kind of uh, he just games the game, right? Correct. Yeah, but but I, and I think where yeah. the heart is is he was villainized so. Everyone just assumes he's cheating. Every and everyone's cheating. It was a whole conspiracy. They were working together, which would make sense if you get more people. Then it's it explains not one person could possibly do it. It's too much information. It's too many too many numbers to put together. And of course, it explains his life. So the part about this documentary that I love, it is a little rough around the edges as far as craft. But the part that it does have is it's just a good heart true story about this guy who has this passion from a very young age, like a kid. Sounds like Carl. I don't know where he's from, but this kid, uh, he's watching The Price is Right as a kid, is obsessed with it, loves it. He's consumed by it. He's a little, uh, you could say, I'm, out, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Um, obsessed? I know, but like socially awkward obsessed, which whatever, oh, okay. whatever that would be. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And so, but the thing is, is, but that was his thing, man. That was what he w loved to the point, And he had a, obviously the ability to just be consumed and memorize everything about it. And the thing is, he spends his whole life on and off. Cause he has like, I think he's a math teacher, but he, all of his extra time and money is this world. And he goes to these shows and all he ever wants to do is he, he thinks if he can get on the show, he'll just, he can dominate right that's the only thing that he wants but the it gets into it the parameters of the show is it's hard not only to get on but it there are elements of the game that like there are chance like you spin a will and you can't control where that will stops and you can lose or win based off that so i guess i don't want to spoil whether he ever gets on the show or not but regardless he keeps telling people numbers like you know in the show everyone's like no, up, down, no, you, five, is it a five or a one? Like, when people in the audience are like, five, five, no, one, one, one. But it has all this footage of him doing that for 30 years, 
and he's and you can hear the audio. This is like in the eighties, seventies. Like you can hear him yelling, and it like highlights what he's yelling, and it was right to the dollar from the beginning. <laughs> so to me, That's I found awesome. yeah, this whole thing was have fascinating. You, uh, <clears throat> William, have you seen uh, Quiz Show? Uh, the movie. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, uh-huh. Robert Redford and uh, Rob Morrow. Yeah, yeah. That's really similar, good. similar thing, but he was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's my uh, recommendation and review of Perfect Bid, the contestant who knew too much, and that's on Netflix. And that's all I got. Cool. So, Carl, we saved the best for last. Yeah. How's your uh, job search coming, so Carl? Two... What's that? How's your job search coming? It's... Uh slow it's um actually i was waiting to hear on one today that i thought i nailed and uh they said we hope to know by monday but i haven't heard anything so hopefully tomorrow's a magical day um so the first one i saw was which i had such high hopes for called long shot Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger, but like this. Florsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Okay! Crack it down! I'm okay! Do boys and men just call me a cracker? What is the relationship exactly? I used to babysit for him. You babysat for him? Wow, time has not been kind. I need some writers to punch up my speeches. Fred's writing is really good, and he knows me. Oh, I feel so scared. In order to write better for you, I should kind of get to know you better if you have a minute. I actually have seven. Seven minutes in heaven. What is your favorite book as a kid? The Velveteen Rabbit. Favorite song? Must have been loved by Roxette. Most embarrassing moment. I don't embarrass that easily. I don't either, really. What's your favorite sexual position? Normal, front-facing <laughs> normal. <laughs> what kind of question That's is that? That's all it took, look at you. Uh, what, what's your favorite sexual position? Don't be gross, Fred. Do you like date? I mean, who wants to follow me around the world and hope I have five minutes to be affectionate? Yeah. We did almost just die. We actually did almost die. We need to move you. Thank you, Agent M. It's Pretty Woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. Honestly, this has been the best few weeks of my entire life. We asked a thousand constituents how they would feel if Kate Middleton, I see where you're going with this, were to start dating Danny DeVito. Pretty negative reaction. With uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> okay. Going tomorrow no, night. What's that? Going tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Well, I was disappointed, and so was Jason. Um, it's, it's a dick. If you've seen the trailer, it's uh, she's the Secretary of State. She's running for president. They realize she realizes she knows Seth Rogen, who's uh, a journalist, and. Uh, and then hilarity ensues, but the problem is the hilarity isn't there. And, um, it just, uh, 
Yeah, there was, I don't know, there was so much awkwardness, for, at least for me. The It's not that funny, and it's got the usual Seth Rogen crassness, which I think kind of ruins what could have been a charming romantic comedy. And um, the other thing I noticed was I, I felt like Charlize Theron didn't feel comfortable as a romantic lead. Because she's always, I don't know if you guys agree, but to me, she's always been a little prickly in the roles that she's done. Uh, you don't, I don't picture her as a romantic lead, and it seemed to me like it wasn't the most comfortable for her. So I gave it a six. I'd say, uh, you know, wait till it's on Netflix or rent it. But I, uh, I, I didn't. It didn't turn out to be the funny rom com that I thought it was going to be. Right. It's kind of the trailer was kind of like it's the odd couple of a relationship. Like he's kind of yeah, a, yeah. Know, and that obviously, I thought a lot of the humor would be on Seth Rogen. Was he funny? At times, yeah. Like there's fun. There's there is funny moments, but there's they're few. And then and, the heart uh, the heart's not there either. Like when because you know it's in the trailer. No, I haven't seen it, but you know it seems like right. they get together. <laughs> it isn't. Yeah, that's the problem. It's it. There's. That might be the thing that's missing is just the the heart and the charm. Mm. Probably because they went, I think, too far on some of the crassness. Okay. Maybe maybe at different leads it could have worked. I don't know. Some that's for someone else to judge. Yeah. Okay. And the last one I saw, I saw yesterday, and it's the uh, biopic of J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, yeah. Since childhood, I have been fascinated with language. I've invented my own. You invented an entire language? Yes. I made stories. Legends. Tell me a story in any language you want. Tolkien! It's about journeys. The journeys we take to prove ourselves. Adventures. We should form a club, a brotherhood. We change the world through the power of art. Music, poetry. And what about Tolkien? I want to write something. It's about magic beyond anything anyone has ever felt before. What it means to love. To be loved. War! England's at war! With uh, Nicholas Holt and Lily Collins, and uh, you know this movie's only at like fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but man, it really got to me. It was, it's really, it's a slow burn. It's a slow movie, but it's really emotional. And there were a couple of moments that really, really hit home. And and you see, um, you know, before he became this famous author, he really had a lot of tragedy in his life. You know, he went through World War One, which was hell, no matter where you were, and uh, and it 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 very well shows the influences that helped him create his famous books of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings series. But Nicholas Holt, great as ever, he just gives a great performance, and so does Lily Collins. And uh, yeah, if you're a fan of his at all, and you want to see his life story. 
I definitely recommend this. I gave it a 10 because there's, like I said, there's a few emotional moments that really, really hit home. That's awesome. I, yeah, that's great. I, so I totally, Ryan, I mean, you're huge into Tolkien, right? I sure am. What were, were you going to see this regardless or have you, what was your thoughts on this? No, I'm, I'm going to see it as soon as I have time to see it. I, I will. It is, uh, it's an important film for me. And to hear Carl give it a 10 uh, gives me some very high hopes. Yeah. I, and where I was is I always have that. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just skeptical or jaded. I I initially would love to see this story because I don't know it. I only know it a little bit with uh, probably like those little documentaries that are they could have been on the special features. They could have been on like, you know, History Channel. Um, but, you know, it's kind of one of those just a lot of stills as the camera moves around and they talk. Um, to see this dramatized, I was excited, but I was worried it was going to be like contrived or overly sappy or, you know, cheesy. Yeah. Like I didn't know what was, what the kind of quality it was. So no, it's, it's definitely not cheesy. And there, like I said, there's one moment, if you go to my Twitter feed, somebody posted, um, there's a moment where he finds out something about his girlfriend. And that that's one of the moments that really hit me because he plays it so well. And we've all been you know, we've all had our hearts broken and, um, but this scene, his, his good friend is, is hugging him and someone posted a, a gif of that. Um, and said, this is already in contention for best hug of the year, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was funny, but it, it really is. It's a powerful moment in the film. And, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, after the war, you know, just, this poor kid just got some serious gut punches throughout his life. Wow. Yeah, that's a great story. I love, he's just this guy, right? So he lives this life. I don't know with all the details yet. Though, I mean, just the basic premise is, I mean, I know he loves language, and I know he's probably a teacher at some at this point, but he wants to tell, like, his kids, he has kids, and they want his kids, want him to tell them a story. Now, I might be romanticizing this a little bit, but I, I don't think so. And he goes, okay. And he comes up with the Hobbit. Right. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just for his kids. Now to me, this is a story about like the greatest dad ever (laughs) who can think of the most wonderful fantasy tales that his kids love. And then later, like, yeah, his kids loved it. And as they got older, he got more like, it was less of a little like a younger kid story. They got bigger themed and and themes of in the world. But the point is not only that, but then it all of a sudden takes over the world. Like this story lasts for everybody, and then it just is in all of pop culture. It's in our it's in our homes everywhere. It's the stories that are being told to almost all kids, not everyone, but a lot. Anyway, so to me, I just I always find it fascinating. Like. What if he was just like, I'm too tired. You guys just read to yourself and leave me alone. <laughs> right. Well, what's what a lot of people, I mean, true Tolkien fans will probably know this, but on all of his books, he gave them to his kids to read first and got feedback from them. Right. Which I thought was awesome. And they actually gave his their dad suggestions and he incorporated them. Yeah, that's just a... I don't know. Just that story alone, just that premise is just touching. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I, I think cool. you guys will like it. 
Awesome. No, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for uh, thanks for reviewing it because now I really want to see it. Hey, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a, a Jason. I think I've done this once before. Andy, having heard everything we just talked about, <laughs> are you tempted or are you excited to see this movie now that we talked it up with so much love and respect? I wasn't paying attention. Who's Tolkien? Tolkien. Tolkien. I didn't know that, but it's actually it's not Tolkien. It's not Tolkien. It's Tolkien. Who's Tolkien? Tolkien. Okay. The author of Lord of the Rings. Why are you answering that, Carl? He knows who he is. Yeah, I know. I just sometimes I get sucked into his douchiness, and it's ineffective. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Douche vortex. It's not Carl. <laughs> so, Carl, you got Longshot and Tolkien. Yep. What else? That, that's it. Oh, my. Okay. Oh. Wow. I know. There's not much come out that I want to see. Yeah, you tend to see them anyway, I've noticed. I know. Well, I've been busy with this house cleaning thing. You see all kinds of shows that you shouldn't admit to having seen. True. Well, that's my porn section, but I can't talk about that. No. That's not, not a thing anymore. It's just all in the internet. <laughs> There's no sections. <laughs> it's just fetishes. Right. <laughs> okay, well, all right. That wraps up our feature reviews. Uh this point... We have kind of wrap-up stuff, which is a combination of if anyone has any sort of entertainment news they want to bring up that they read that they're excited about. Uh, is there anything anyone has? Mm, uh, no. Okay. No, I, I've got nothing. Nothing that uh, is interesting enough to talk about anyway. Like this would be, uh, I'm sure, uh, like I just saw the new trailer for... The new uh, It movie. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah. It's a it's a clear teaser, so it's not a lot to go on, but it did have, at least the one I saw, like a good couple of minutes of just a like a shot from the, a clip from the movie itself. It wasn't like a traditional just trailer of highlights. I thought that was very interesting. They did that. Yeah. Did you guys see the Spider-Man trailer? I thought that looked hilarious. Yes. It looks wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Bitch, should... please, you've been to space. <laughs> I know, I that was great. <laughs> yeah, that caught me off guard. Uh, that was great. Maybe we should just change this. Well, I don't know. Entertainment news can fit trailers, but trailers kind of can be its own thing. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Andy, you got any uh, news? Let, let's say, you, know, you know, like are you working on your next uh, material at all or... No, I'm trying to create God particles right now, and gotta focus. Okay, gotta focus. Okay, how about uh, we have we have literally not done this. Like we have this as a segment. I think this is a testimony. We should just get rid of it. But we have like a, until next time. It's kind of like, hey, we're all gonna watch this thing, <laughs> and then and come yeah, back and we're talk. We're all gonna about watch. It. We are all gonna watch Drowning Mona. Right, well, Drowning Mona might have been a lost cause, but we did have Tombstone in there, but we haven't done been able to do that either. Let's do Tombstone. Yeah, let, I can yeah, get on board. I can do Tombstone any moment. Right, but do you guys see my point? It was yeah. t- took two seconds for everyone to be excited about Tombstone, but yet we still might not do <laughs> it. I'm not saying it matters. I'm just saying maybe the segment isn't 
working. What do you guys think? Let's 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 make this segment work. Let's just yeah. watch Tombstone and then talk about Tombstone next time we're together. Okay. All right, Dill. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I think it's one of my all-time favorite movies. So, spoiler. I'm your Huckleberry, man. <laughs> I'm in. All right, so let's go to plugs. Um, Ryan, why don't you start off with some of? Uh, uh, every Sunday or Sunday, jeez, every Saturday. <laughs> You're way off. Uh, GCL Ninja and on uh, iTunes, the Geekcast Live podcast. Um, we've had a couple guests on recently. Been pretty cool this week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it'll be fun, I'm sure. Um, this is the darkest season ever. It's hate and spite, but uh, it is still funny. So. You know, see us through the dark times. Awesome. Uh, Carl, is there anything that you would like to plug? Something that is dear to your heart? Yes. Yeah, so one one of my favorite shows growing up as a kid was a show called UFO by the great sci-fi cre- uh, producer Jerry Anderson. And it's available now on uh, Amazon Prime for free. It only lasted one season, but it's considered... It's, it was his first live action show. He later went on to do Space 1999. Some of you might be familiar with that. But it's actually a really good for the, it was 1970 when it came out. And uh, for, for its day, it was way ahead of its time. It's actually a really good show. It's just called UFO? UFO, yep. Starring Ed Bishop and, uh, oh, Michael, I can't remember his last name. But, yeah. Cool. And that's on Amazon Prime, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, let's see. I have two now. Usually it's uh, Movie Moments Podcast, which is my personal podcast. And it's just, uh, if you don't know what it's about, me and one other person, we watch the same movie, like Gremlins. And we both just choose a, one moment from that movie, and we talk about it, and talk about why we chose it. And uh, it's fun. We get to... Talk about movies, uh, usually in the guise or the filter of our, our personal lives and stories. So I highly recommend it, obviously, because I created it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, as of now, the, sci- the sci-fi podcast is back, uh, I think. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure there's some episodes out there. And if you like science fiction, it's all things science fiction. And if you want to see me unhinged, uh, and I mean that, uh, the, the first <laughs> two episodes, I believe... I am all over the place, out of control. I am doing stuff that is next level, uh, in my opinion. And you, maybe people won't pick up on it, but I'm calling people out on all... If you want to see a little bit of me of the afterlife, which I allude to, where I'm just uh, not filtering things and just saying things to people, go check that out if, you, if you're interested in that. <laughs> uh, and then, let's see, other than that, let's go to Andy. Andy, like I said with Carl... Why don't you end us out? End the show with uh, what is it? Something you care about that you want to plug? Something that matters to you? Uh, very little matters to me. Yeah, I notice. <laughs> I notice you take my phrasing very literal. You don't. You don't go. Uh, oh, I know what you meant. So, says the man who gave me crap about using the word adequate. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So let's see. Nothing matters to you. Okay. Well, what's something you hate? What's something that... Say nothing matters to me. I said very little matters to me. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, do you want to say anything? Because we're ending. Bye. Bye. All right. See you, Andy. I like that. <laughs> Bye, Carl. All right. Ryan, see you, fellas. Ryan, it was a pleasure. Oh, pleasure was all mine, gentlemen. All right. <laughs> End of show. Good night, gentlemen. We would like to say thank you to the Dave Eaton Element for the use of their music for the podcast theme song. If you want to support Movie Podcast Weekly, you can subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. You can also find us on Twitter at MoviecastWeekly or contact us at MoviePodcastWeekly at gmail.com and or go to our website, MoviePodcastWeekly.com where you can leave a comment in the show notes if you so desire. Thank you to everyone who donates to Movie Podcast Weekly and all the Patreons on behalf of Ryan, Andy, Carl, and myself, William Rowan Jr., Thanks again for listening and join us next time on Movie Podcast Weekly.